We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Live on Twitch. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. The Heat have just lost to the Orlando Magic on the night of Chris Boss's jersey retirement. I am rather upset and sad. And with me today, producer and co-founder Brian Goins. Tankathon is back, Brian. Uh, I want to share my screen. Can I still share it? I don't want to. I don't want you to share your you screen. Want to do it? Well, okay. No, we well, have our status. For your imagination, I got the second overall pick in my first attempt at the do number not, Do not, do not feed this. Do not feed this troll. We have our statistician and professor of Photoshop, but Christian Hernandez, who was not okay, at the but, game. But to uh, provide an additional you know, perspective to what Brian was saying, it took me 19 times to get the number two overall pick. I don't like you either. The only ally I have to the year is Lauren. Lauren Gerwitz, welcome back to the show, Lauren. Thank you. Lauren, are you anti-tank with me? Please yes, say yes. I am. Thank God. I don't want to be alone. It sucks. Yes. So Send me to the lottery. So the Heat lose. Yeah, we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, so the Heat lose to the Magic. Um, and I was telling Lauren, like, pre-show, like, we were so close to doing the Dwayne Wade rah-rah performance, like, after the Chris Bosh jersey retirement. He speaks at halftime. He comes in. He's going to kick ass. He's going to dominate the fourth quarter as he was to start. And we, after that four-point play, I was so ready to, like, like, just do a show where we basically yelled about how great Dwayne Wade was for whatever, how long this is going to be. And then it just all fell apart in the fourth quarter, like in like the back half. And I was just so upset. I'm so upset. That's to somebody's cue to say something. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean, look, it, that was, sharp as ever. Where sharp is the heat offense? 
Okay, was that the worst game this season <laughs> in terms of Dwayne legitimately was carrying the team and just got very little help from anyone else? I mean, Dion by the end, had something like 26 points with those threes he hit at the end. But, um, you know, he was the only other guy who really contributed, which was kind of tough because this is obviously a huge game. Now the Heat have to finish with a better record than the Magic in order to make the playoffs or at least jump them in the, in the, in the standings. So. so my thing about tonight was when you don't have Winslow and when Kelly doesn't have it and Goran doesn't have it, like you're pretty much down to just – and I guess it's an indictment on Richardson, right? Like, and you can't really count on him to be any kind of creator which has been – I guess that's, that's kind of the disappointing part about tonight is that you knew that you couldn't even count on him. Like, I've seen Lauren nodding. Like, it feels, it feels like they can't even count on him when they need to generate offense. Yeah, and, I mean, it's upsetting, like, when, like you were saying, Olenek and Dragic aren't playing well and then everything's left on weight. And, I mean, it really shouldn't be at this point. Like, what are they going to do next year when Wade's not here? Because – like they're gonna go we're to in the third they're quarter, gonna... but we're only good in the fourth quarter because of him mostly. No, I, think... I mean, yeah, you gotta hope that 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 Justice and Dion are gonna fill that hole of being able to <laughs> you know eat up possessions down the line. I mean, your hope, your you have to hope that Justice evolves into something more than what he is now. And I considering mean, took this season, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility at all. Dion was the guy doing it when Dwayne wasn't here. Like we forget that Dion was the guy that we were actually holding up his fourth quarter numbers being good. <laughs> that was the only time he was good. Small sample size. It was, but like that's what I mean. We know what it's gonna look like. It's gonna. I mean, I guess it's part of the NBA, and it's also part Spo. Like I think teams really, really like to go isolation, high pick and roll at the end of games. I think it's low turnover prone, which teams don't want to turn it over, and. It's just it really just takes defenses out of it, I guess. Like it just it leaves you with a one on one situation. I don't know why coaches are obsessed with that. Um I've never gotten an answer. Like I've asked people like why like at first I thought, is it that they don't like to turn the ball over? That's why they run high pick and roll isolation stuff, but I don't know, it's just we know Spo, like that's what he does. Whether it's Dwayne or Dion or whatever. I mean, Justice doesn't really run that, but it's just really disappointing that on the night that Chris Bosch talks for like 40 minutes, uh, you know, that, that was amazing. Let me tell you, uh, let's talk about the positive stuff. Great chills guys. Well, okay. Let's go like by person by person. Lauren, what was your favorite moment of the Chris Bosch speech? Um, probably at the end when he was yelling. That was, that was great. That was wonderful. One last roar. Yeah. One last roar. I've seen that hashtag out there. Brian, what was your favorite part? Uh, wow. Uh, I think the part where he was just telling Wade that, sorry, that I had to be first, but I had to beat you at something. I thought that was pretty funny, taking that jab at him. That was excellent. Christian, what was your, what was your favorite part? I mean, I was already kind of emotional going into it. I watched a really powerful episode of SVU right before the game. <laughs> um, and, you know, by the time that they showed that montage video, like, I was – pretty much on the verge of tears i broke out laughing at one point because they showed a clip of like right as right after the buzzer and they and they won the championship one of the first people he hugs is eddie curry and i was just like wow <laughs> i've totally forgot about eddie curry <laughs> um and then you know and then they kept playing and you know they and towards the end they showed all like the big moments at the end of games you know in the finals <laughs> huge plays specifically against the spurs um you know 
it was it was awesome. And it's like, yeah, how do you expect people to play after that? Like, then you got to go keep playing basketball. I they was so jacked. Wait, did your team even warm up? Like, I, I don't think they I, did. I would have run into a wall for any of those guys after that. I mean, when Chris Boss was telling the fans about, you know, I read all your cards and that helped me walk again. I was, A, I was crying. B, I'm like, I want to run through every wall on earth for you, Chris. <laughs> I tweeted out that I think that was the first time that Pat Riley has had the second best speech of the night. What was, what was the first? The first was Bosch. That was the first time in his entire life that, that Pat Riley left having the second best speech of the night. Oh, the first time. Yeah, no, that was, let me tell you, the funny part about Pat was how he was just not letting the crowd get into it. You know what I mean? Like how the crowd kept trying to cheer and he kept trying to talk over the crowd. I thought that was really funny. I think Pat knew that there was a time restriction and like, cause the audience <laughs> just wanted to like cheer, you know, like when you say something and they cheer after every damn sentence. Yeah. But I mean, I don't envy people that do public speaking. I like, That's I'm so pretty comfortable it. talking in front of people, but it's still not the best, especially when it's like a lot more people than you're used to. So I could imagine wanting to get out of there. I mean, I bet Pat Riley doesn't give a sh. Uh, uh, he doesn't really care that much. But you know, <laughs> I don't know what we're trying to do here on Twitch. Are we are we censoring ourselves? Or I what? don't think I don't oh. think we do. No, no, yeah, let it fly, man. Last time, so I don't think he really gives a shit. But you know, he's Write he's down, been doing a, a ton of public speaking for a while now, and you know, he's uh he's still the man. I thought the best part about that whole thing was allowing us as fans to relive that era of heat basketball. Like I think that we kind of, we're so far removed from it. Like even though it wasn't that long ago, I mean, 2014 was like barely five years ago and that was like the last of it. But those years, I don't think there's going to be anything ever like that again in sports down here. Like I think people throw around like those eighties hurricanes teams or whatever, but that team felt so different because it was like, I'll never forget when they were on the 20 game, seven game win streak. And I was driving and I was just flipping through like the radio and every station, whenever they were like the music stations were like, remember the heat play tonight, you know, this is win number 20 or whatever, whatever long in the win streak it was like, it was pretty deep into it. And like even the Spanish stations, everything was like so invested in the team. And I, I started to realize that everyone around me was talking about it and like the team had captured the imagination of the city like and if you live in Miami you know how we don't do anything like we just do apathy and parties and like there wasn't a real emotional connection behind that group like behind that team that Birdman is like the fifth seventh eighth guy on the damn team and he comes out in the arenas like going nuts Chris Bosch uh, spoke to uh, Sports Illustrated our buddy Rohan and he was talking about how um, during the pep rally, there were 30,000 people there screaming and yelling and they didn't even have a basketball. Like that's the kind of pull that that group had on this city. Like there's nothing been ever like that. I've lived here all my life. I'm going to die in the city. And I know that there's been nothing that has captured the imagination of this place. Um, I think the anecdote, and I've told this on the show a couple of times, but my sister was graduating high school and it was game seven of Heat Pacers the first time. And I remember that it was an afternoon graduation. It was at the University of Miami, the Buck at the time. And when they started the commencement, the first thing that the principal said 
the first thing before congratulations, before thank, thank you, alumni, parents, grandparents, teachers, before any of that, the first thing said on the loudspeakers was, we are going to finish in time so that we can all watch the game. And that was the loudest that place got. The old ladies behind me, the abuelas behind me were screaming and yelling. And like, it was just nothing will ever compare to that. And I know that I've been very rambly, but that tonight reminded me of all those memories. I have a similar kind of story and I'll make it quick, but I remember I was watching a screening of a fault in our stars. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part in the movie where uh, I can't remember the main character's name, but uh, let's, let's call him baby. Cause he's in baby driver. So baby's wearing a Pacers Jersey. And I scream out, go heat. And the whole crowd in the movie theater I was in was yelling, let's go heat. I love that story. That's amazing. It's so good. And the freaking faults in our stars. It's not like a movie about death, like people die. Yeah. People have cancer yeah. and both die at the end of the movie. Let's whoa. go heat. Screw spoiler, spoiler alert. I mean, what are we doing here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm Brian, that's a... Come John Green is a master of words. It's, it's too soon. John Green's awesome. John Green's a cool author. Um, so yeah, the, that's how long ago the Heat Big Three was. The faults in our stars were the thing. No man, I mean, obviously those days were. That was like right. I think that was like towards the end of college for me, and right after college. So I was doing a lot of drinking back then, and back man. Then? Yeah, no, back then, I really don't drink much anymore these days. I'm honestly an old person. I just don't like to brag about it. I guess I wouldn't be bragging. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you what, man. I just remember every night, no matter what we would do, we would always make sure that we would be at a bar with a TV because, and that everybody would be around that bar because the city revolved around that team for four whole years. It was... It was honestly crazy. I mean, I think that the reason why it was so big here and why, I think, why the fans were so rabid is because the city already became a basketball town back in 2006 when the team won its first championship. Like, once a city gets to that point, when you have a whole generation of kids watching a team win a championship for your city, it takes the entire basketball scene to a completely different level. The parks have more people in them. It's super easy to get pickup games at any public basketball park that you go to, as long as you're there at a somewhat reasonable hour. Like they have a lot of, like the ones uh, by my building has lights that go on until 10 p.m. Because, and that's, that's a public park because that's how much it's valued here now. Like it's, it was, it was wild. It, it was, it was just like the perfect combination of the run that Pat Riley put this team on back in the early nineties. It was like the ultimate culmination. And obviously there was always going to be a drop down and that's what we're all dealing with. And it's led to a bunch the of garbage, bombs away. <laughs> but no, not the players, but a bunch of garbage uh, the, fan base. But yeah. You know. Yeah. So Chris, well, and- ask Lauren, Lauren, what's your favorite uh, kind of big three memory that's personalized to you? Cause I know you're, you, you've, you haven't lived in, in Florida. I haven't when I was, um, I was in high school when like all of the great years were going on. And I just remember I was running track during the spring and I would make sure I would tell my mom, like, we have to leave early because I have to make it home to watch the heat. And it was just such a big part of my life. And it like, it literally brought me so much joy. And like, uh, Jen Carl was saying tonight, like reliving, that was just so great. On a raise yep. of hands, how many of you guys cried during Botch's, uh, 
speech? Uh, I I teared like I teared up during the montage, so I kind of like. Uh, to put your hands down, G. You all need your hands up. I <laughs> we all know that I cried. I, mean, I was crying cry. on the inside. What's yeah. the latest? Hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. What's the lamest sports memory that you've cried for? Because I win. Ooh. I mean, obviously you win. You how many things have you cried for? I, I, I'm gonna tell you the things well, I've I, cried for in sports. You are all gonna say your thing, and mine's gonna be so much lamer than yours. Brian, you. The lamest thing I cried for in sports. Yeah. We've all had a moment where it's just like, why am I crying at this? This is like incredibly lame, especially in hindsight. Honestly, I can't think of a single one besides like championships. Uh, I didn't cry for UCF losing that game against Duke, even though I probably should have. That was a really... Did you cry when Dwayne Wade left or was that just me? Uh, I actually, you know, probably last time I cried might have been when he got back on the floor in his first game against the Bucks. And he had that... that uh, I didn't cry. Introduction. Diamante. Because that was kind of emotional. Like I didn't cry when he left. I don't think. I didn't. I didn't cry when when LeBron left. I. I didn't cry when LeBron. Left. I was kind of uh, sad. I was disappointing, but I wasn't really sure what was going on when Bosch. Brian, do you remember when LeBron left? We were in the middle of launching our website for the first time, and we had like three <laughs> LeBron articles, and I was mostly pissed that we couldn't run any of them. Yeah, that was funny. I uh, I rem- I definitely remember a time where I was back when Jack used to sports, read. but it was also because I was ten years old. Was when uh, Alan. <laughs> didn't hit that game winner uh-oh what happened to the screen we're back we're back adobe wanted to update what's that what's that garbage on your desktop that is a sound euphonium that is um that is kumiko and rena Kosaka. Oh i love them they're my otp um they're good i just saw the movie last night so, uh jalen ramsey good says john cool has that clean tat thank you it's an equal sign alf says it looks like a scrotum with electrical tape so. Oh my god, that is exactly what it looks like. No, it doesn't. It's it does an, not look like anything an, else. It's an equal else. sign with the red string of fate, right? Mm-hmm. So it, look, it, that is maybe like up. a scrotum that's a little irritated, but yeah, that's a scrotum being held together with electrical tape. Gray electrical tape. So do you have a lame oh. sports memory that you cried for or not, or can we move on? Yeah, no, there's one guy who his name is Nunny Bully. He says during the Heat versus OKC uh finals, I guess 2013, 2012, 2012. He said his family and him went to a trip in Italy, and he would stay up till 3 a.m. waiting for the games to start. Oh, dude. So what he happened? misses those days, especially when Mike Miller went off in the final game. The last time I went to Europe, I think it was um, – or the first – was it the first time or the last time? I don't know. One of the times I went to Europe, um, the Heat, it, was the, it was the year that the Heat played the Raptors, and uh-huh. it went to game seven, and I literally left to Europe, I think, the day after the series ended. So a part of me deep down inside was kind of rooting for them not to play the Cavs because obviously I'm going to have to cover that, right? So I was going to have to bring all my podcasting equipment over to Italy and stay up until freaking like 6, 7 in the morning to watch all the games, not sleep. It was going to be horrible. So well, like, you know, part- That actually doesn't surprise me because uh, one of the things I did right after Bosch gave his speech was that I saw everybody tweeting like Bosch 2020 and Bosch president. So I ran one of those Twitter trend heat map things uh-huh. and it was pinging in three places, South Florida, Georgia, for some reason, like near Atlanta, um, and Italy. Only three places in the world it was pinging, Woo! Italy. Va bene. Bosch um, 2020. Bosch 2020, man. 
Um, so kind of getting back into, t- oh, by the way, my lamest uh, sports memory that I cried for was I cried at a random James Blake second round match at the U.S. Open. I have no <laughs> idea why. It just made me emotional that James Blake's old ass was competing. Jamming, did I tell you that? I, did you see that I went to the Miami Open this weekend? I have it. How is it? I'm di- I had the flu. I couldn't go. I'm going to try to go Friday. It was really nice. It's still I going not- on? I, I started. Yeah, it's, uh, they're in the, like the fourth round now. I didn't realize that they actually built like a permanent tennis center yeah, yeah, yeah. in the parking lot of uh, Part of, the deal. of the Hard Rock. It's the Part, Hard Rock cool. now. Part of the deal. Yeah, man. no, it's, it's really nice, man. They had uh, really nice concessions. Uh, there was very nice. Um, uh, they had a $10. It was like the open drink. It was nice. It was a little sweet. I only had one. I can't have too many sweet drinks. It's gonna- <laughs> you know, I'm really upset that Kiva's game took away from me drinking champagne on the beach watching tennis. Like, I'm never gonna forgive them for taking that away. <laughs> yeah, it's hard staying quiet. I'm not used to that. Like, I'm only used to going to baseball, basketball, and football games. Baseball's that quiet, implies definitely. clapping, cheering, uh, all kinds of stuff. And you really gotta wait until the point's over and stuff like that. And Lawrence nodding. She knows. Yeah, I went to the, I was in Europe this past summer. I went to the French Open. And oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, it was so fun. But um, I saw John Isner play too, so that was cool. He's but uh, yeah, I was not used to the silence. My friend, I took a friend and he was slightly belligerent and he was making too much noise. I was like, Mike, you're embarrassing us. Stop. You have to be wait, proper. Wait, wait to call out your friend. Yeah. I love you, Mike. Um, okay, so changing gears, back to the game. We talked a little bit about Big 3 and everything. Um, so Miami loses this game. They're out of the 8th spot. They're in the ninth spot, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, therefore, the tankathon conversation. Um, their schedule, they're going to have Boston twice. They have Philadelphia once. They have Toronto once. Uh, the rest of the games are winnable. They have on the road against Minnesota, which is a kind of a sneaky, tough game. Uh, and the rest are like New York, Brooklyn, all that stuff. So... Um, I, I used to think that 500 going forward gets them in. I'm not too sure. Uh, they lost a tiebreaker against Orlando now. Yeah, so yeah. now I, I was kind of counting this Orlando game. So now I'm kind of confused. Before I was thinking six seed. Now I'm like, ooh. Yeah, and I think they lose in any tiebreaker scenario. Even not like against a, in Charlotte. In like a three, in like, no, like if there's like a three-way tie or something like that. I don't know where they are as far as conference, but yeah, I think they have – I think they probably lost the first <sighs> one in uh, tiebreakers that they would need. Um, I'm looking at their last eight games, and according to Tankathon, they have the fifth team hardest schedule in the league. Yeah, um, they no, do play Toronto 76ers, Boston uh, twice. Brooklyn, though, has the hardest schedule left. And they so, play uh, they play Milwaukee twice. They play Philly. They play Toronto. They play Boston, and they play Indiana. So the only thing I can look at from Miami's perspective that you can kind of be happy about, which also isn't good because Toronto plays this, um, Orlando plays the same teams, is. I think that the Celtics are probably going to get locked in. The Celtics are probably going to, maybe they'll rest guys one of the two games that they play. Um, They have Toronto the third to last game of the season. I think Toronto might be locked into the two seed. So they might rest their guys, especially Kawhi. Uh, Philadelphia, second to last. So deep. It doesn't even matter. Did you also see that that that's a 12, that's a noon game? Yes. In Toronto. Yeah, that's out of, that's I got cool. bad vibes about that one. That's that's gonna be like another twenty point. Long. Those two games against Miami uh, against Boston. I know Kyrie sat one the last couple of games. Do you think they they might continue to sit some people out? I think they they might sit Kyrie for. Those are gonna one be of, the biggest games. The home to homes. I, I like honestly, if they split that, I'm happy. 
right? So you have, you have Mavericks and New York coming up. You have to win those. If you split one of the Celtic ones, so then you, you're three and one, you win at Minnesota, you're probably going to lose at Toronto unless they sit guys. So now you're, now you're looking at, you're looking at four and two. Philadelphia might rest people. Embiid might be a candidate for rest. Simmons sat the other night. Um, so that's something that you can look at that maybe they can sneak a win there uh, and then they win at Brooklyn. So they'd have to finish six and two, probably more likely six and three. I think six and three might get them in. Five um, and three. Five and three. There's only top. I'm sorry, but it's kind of tough because Orlando, Orlando has a similar schedule. So if these teams are resting players against the Heat, they probably will against Orlando too. Orlando was fortunate Ben Simmons didn't play last night. Uh, this game especially hurts because Orlando was on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, so it's and Miami was up big in the first quarter, even even the second quarter too. It, that, it really, that third quarter was horrible. It was bad, and like this team cannot—they're not a good offensive team, right? So like I think Olenek buoys them a lot, and so does Justice. Uh, but when when Justice is obviously out, and he's been out for so many games, and he's such a killer, and Olenek yeah. doesn't have it, and Goran doesn't have it. And you're relying on a lot of JJ ball handling. You're relying a lot on Dwayne going late into the game. He's 37 years old. He's played a lot this season. Then you're going to, you know, you're going to guys that you're not 100% comfortable going to late in games. Like you want, they cannot run their sets. And it's just frustrating that everybody that needed to play well did not play well except for Dwayne. It was funny that Nikaias, when, uh, when he were up big, he said that they ran so many Spain pick and rolls, and I don't think I saw a single one in the second half. They they oftentimes leave those things that they like, like, and I understand like it's tough, especially when they love to run that when Justice is in and he's not there, so it's a little more difficult, especially when Dwayne's in the game. But man, it's so when Justice is coming back. I don't know. He has a thigh injury, and I feel like he should have been back already from it because it wasn't supposed to be a a major concern, but he's been out for over a week. I know he was also sick the other day, but he did practice. He's been out since the first Milwaukee game. Right. Yeah. So he's missed one, one, two, three, four, five, six games. That's no bueno. Yeah, so – Again, they can get away with him for two more games, but like when they start, but I mean, you kind of want him back soon so he can start. They really needed him tonight. He's their best player. Yeah, he's their best perimeter defender. Their best player and best perimeter defender is not in the team. Although defense hasn't been a problem for them during this run. I mean, they've played really well. Like, you know, if you lose to a hot team, you know, even if it's at home, it's not the worst loss. It's just you really needed the win. Like, yeah, I mean, we can't get, like, overly picky here just because, I mean, how many guys had just not good nights? Like, four? Yeah, any basketball team. If you have four guys that you're counting on to play a big role. But, they, they have, yeah, they got to play well, man. Dude, it's – They it's got a- propped up by the fact that they actually had a great night shooting free throws, which is rare for this team. And a lot of the free throws at the end were, like, DJJ missed a bunch of big free throws, like – kind of momentum free throws after big plays and ones. It was just so, so frustrating. And then Dion is like T-Mac at the end of the game to make the score look more competitive. Mm-hmm. I thought so, Miami had a chance to win that game when Wade hit that game, uh, that uh, foul with the three, and then he had the, the free throw. He had a four-point play. I thought when DJJ got the and one, I was like, That's okay, well, they're onto something. And then 
It's just it's frustrating, man. This is the first yeah. game, by the way, that they lose and we do a post game show. <laughs> What's the Twitch chat saying, Brian? What's the Twitch chat saying? What are peeps saying? Uh, Amas one nine nine two. Shout out to you, Amas. Because feels like Miami's lost a lot this year facing teams on the second night of a back to back. Yeah, uh, I will look this up because <laughs> as much as our eyes and brains are great, they're not always right. Also, our I miss eyes. you on Twitter, Amas. Yeah, Amas is the best dude. Amas met me at FIU and in the library. Shout out to you. Um, Lauren, is this the most frustrating loss of the season for you? Um, yeah, especially because of, you know, all the Chris Bosch stuff wanted them to win tonight, but then, I mean, I don't know what the deal is with the heat losing to the magic all the time. They're their daddies. I don't get it. I don't get it either. (laughs) The Phoenix loss was really bad, but I think this one's the one that the Phoenix loss is my, the one that bothered me the most, but this loss, this loss really bugs me. So on the second night of back-to-backs, the Heat are actually six and five this season with a two point nine plus minus per game. So that's not that good. Can you check what they were last season? Just actually, they played like they're scoring their highest points per game on the second night of a back-to-back, one hundred and ten points per game. When they're on the second night of a back-to-back, when when other teams when they have zero days rest, that means that oh no no I'm saying that I think the I think uh, Amos was asking like. Well, oh, the other teams. Like other teams are on the second. That night. might be hard oh, to find out. Let me see, let's see that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was asking. Because the Heat, oh, yeah. I, I think, have actually done particularly Dwayne. They've he's done really well on second nights of back to backs. Hmm. So, I'm not, I'm not too sure about. I don't about know that, if I but. trust this because it's the same record. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think the opponent one works right. <laughs> yeah, this okay. is. Is on NBA stats, but I don't know. So, and the last game of the season, it's at it's versus Philadelphia. Then the very next night at Brooklyn. So they have one more back to back to close out yeah. the year. Uh, Miami announced that they're going to do a pregame ceremony for Wade on that uh, last home game. Get your tickets, support D Wade, because at this point, it's looking like that might be your last chance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Laura, what'd you say? You said I already have them. You are, you already have them. Yeah, my tickets, yeah. Oh, you're going? Yeah. Oh, Chris, you got yeah. your tickets? <laughs> tickets for what? Are you paying Every single heat game of the year? You're doing a, you're doing a show. Sorry, you... I, I looked at the timeline for like <laughs> one second and I lost focus. My bad. No, you know what good. happened to me? I was, I was checking a score of Syracuse women's basketball as soon as somebody asked me a question yesterday on the show and I just had to just admit, I was like, I just totally wasn't listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my bad. Okay, sorry. So what, what are, you going, are you going to the game? Are you going to the game? Which game? The Dwayne game. All the Heat games going on. The oh, last, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know if it's worth it to try to get credentialed for that game. Are you talking about the Sixers game, right? The yeah, last yeah, yeah. Game? That's going to be tough. Yeah. Man. Hi, Ethan. I mean, I know, right? I mean, hey, I don't Ethan! Know. Ethan! It's also, I, I mean, it's, it's tough because if I attended as media, I don't think I can't be like, you know. I don't want to go as media, dude. I want to cheer like and that. cry. If I attend as We're a trying fan, to get brass to go I in Brooklyn. can do whatever I want. So, you know, it depends. Yeah, we're trying to get brass in Brooklyn, so. The and Knicks denied true. us. The Knicks denied us. You filthy, filthy Knicks. Nobody wants to be in your trash arena anyway. It's gross. <laughs> That's right. Talking I've heard it's kind of overrated. Is, it is. Uh, it smells I've, bad. I've not actually been in MSG before. It's a dump. I've had MSG and it makes Asian food great. Sell the team, Dolan. You know, I didn't know what James Dolan looked like until like two weeks ago. I thought James Dolan was black. Really? If this was a normal show, we would end it there. I think we we can. 
can end it there. Thank you. Thank you so much for everyone who joined the live stream. Uh, make sure, Laura, where can people follow you? Doesn't James Dolan look like the paper mache version of himself? <laughs> so not the Levitar. <laughs> <laughs> for the next year's tournament. Uh, Laura, where can people find you on Twitter? At Lauren, G-E-W-I-R-T-Z. Where can they find your words? Um, like my writing? Yes. Um, fan-sided is all you can heat. Look at that. We're so official. We have somebody who writes for fan-sided. That's how cool we are. Brian, where can they find your words? Ah, you don't write anymore. <laughs> Everybody. Tears. Brian. Thank you guys so much for coming to the live stream. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to do these more often. I think we're what we want kind of want to do with this is kind of hey, highlight. I'm, I'm gonna be writing on the five reasons sports. Everyone knows where to find you, Chris. You've oh been here God. for years. Oh, well, well, like, you know, I uh, you asked if Brian wrote. I was making fun of Brian for not writing. You know, Brian went to a game and then was gonna write and then never wrote and just left the story. He did. Yeah, all but he got, some, he got some good clips with the guys, which is even more valuable yeah. than the yeah. you know bullshit article. Yeah, I had to ask Brian. Justice three times if he could say justice better, and he, and he said no every time. You just Dude, made him uncomfortable. But you know what? The, your perseverance, you know, props to you, man. That is that is the the gold standard of journalistic integrity right there of you trying to get to the bottom of something and you tried your hardest you know without being a total pain i I, like i think the way that we cover the team and like because like ira and anthony and like randall is like they're there to do their job very seriously and very professionally they come in suits they are ready they are very prepared and I just want to talk about bullshit with Josh Richardson and bam. And it's like, it's so stark. Like I'm there like, Hey, let's talk about games and stuff. And they're waiting by Dwayne's locker to ask about why are they running zone against the Raptors? And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. I think yeah. that was the best soundbite I got. I'll leave that to you. I mean, we, we talked to you last time. We did a little podcast episode. <laughs> it's off on smash. Uh, talking about more serious things about Obviously, you've been really strong this season. Um, obviously, oh, that's a whole interview. Never mind. <laughs> what the hell, bro? It was supposed to be cut up. It was supposed to be cut up. Stop. That's why I started laughing. I didn't realize there was more. You're literally like Alex. Like, why Why is this so hard? It was supposed to be cut up. Why can't you produce? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to the chat. Um, we're going to try to do this more often. We're going to try to do a kind of a game of the week going forward until the season ends. Uh, we're for sure going to be doing something for Dwayne's last game. Uh, at Brooklyn we're going to be doing a whole thing we might even have some guests on we're trying to plan something fun um and yeah so so stay tuned to this channel we're really going to try to build it out and if they make the playoffs we're going to do a lot of fun stuff there uh, and if they don't make the playoffs we'll have a lot of draft coverage we'll have a lot of draft we might even do a live draft show oh, on we'll, do, we'll definitely do one look how fun that'll be so be on the lookout here follow Lauren follow all our stuff uh, make sure to check out five April 1st uh, we're dropping the website uh, with Ethan and all the guys. Check out the network, Five Reasons Sports, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, all the stuff. Check out all our shows. We have lots of really cool stuff coming. Uh, and thank you guys so much for all your support over the years. This is season number, when do we start? 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I think seven years in the books, guys. So, I mean, we're almost done with our seventh season. So, thank you guys so much for all your support over the years. And we hope to build this out even further. So, take care, all. <laughs> Long live, Tony. <laughs>